The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Hello. Big news out of the Reserve Bank today. Oh, God, the Reserve Bank. Of all the topics, we won't be able to listen to this because it's exciting and topical. But it is a big news story. Okay, what's the Reserve Bank done? It's a shake-up, Dom. It's a shake-up. Oh, God, have they gotten rid of Philip Lowe? No, of course they're not going to get rid of Philip Lowe. There's nothing to do with Philip Lowe. Has he publicly expressed his desire to remain longer in the office? Yes, and in actual fact, the government have announced just this morning that he's actually on the shortlist to keep going in the job after October when everyone else assumed that he was about to be sacked. And they had to do that to string it out to make it more painful for him, didn't oh, they? Oh, okay. Okay, but- so stay tuned for an edition of the show about the Reserve Bank. Yay. This is going to get record ratings uh, after these messages. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You still here? What the fuck is wrong with you? Anyway, Charles, what, what's happened? So the shake-up is basically, as you may or may not know, Philip Lowe has had a long string of isolated incidences that all happen to be a complete catastrophe in terms of managing the economy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got one job, which is set interest rates, and he's been monumentally unable to do the one thing that he's supposed to do, which is predict the movement of interest rates. Uh, correction. Uh, the Reserve Bank board sets interest rates. So he, he may be paid 900 grand a year, I think mm. we said. But he doesn't do that job alone. No, no. He doesn't make decisions on the interest <laughs> rate. It's a board of people who does. Yes. So I don't quite know what the point of him mm. having a full-time job is. Couldn't he just rock up once every month? Do you think that that's where they got the word board from? Like On board? You know, like they looked at the Reserve Bank board and they looked at them and they went, oh, everyone's bored. And they went, oh, that's what board means. That's the kind of quality satire that's kept the chaser at the <laughs> forefront of news in Australia for 24 well, years. There's friends. not a huge number of comedy angles on this, okay? So, Philip Lowe, okay. oh, we, so, we did have. No, there no, was so, a period in the chaser's life when Chris yeah. Taylor, every week or two, <laughs> would submit a script based on the observation that Bernie Fraser, former Reserve Bank governor, had a very boring voice. True, and yet not a hugely relatable point. Anyway, Philip Lowe, I think so, most Australians hate Philip Lowe at this point. Oh, definitely. So, but, but Dom, I, I need to correct you there because they didn't meet once a month. They met 11 times a year. Well, you didn't expect them to meet over Christmas, did yeah, you? It's a silly season. They were only on a 900 grand a year. So, you know, what, what, you know, you, you can't be expected to get out of bed if you're only on 900k. And if I recall, Charles, mm. uh, when it's November, their meeting's always in Melbourne on Melbourne Cup Day. Yeah. That's what they did, just as a... What a at, at Flemington, presumably, because <laughs> why not gamble on horses and the Australian economy at the same point? Anyway, what they've done is they've done a wholesale review. So to sort of deflect attention away from Philip Lowe's monumental missteps and incredibly ill-thought-out public statements. Statements such as, you know, it simply won't the yeah, interest rate, rates need to rise in the next yeah. three years or so. Because I can predict every aspect of the global economy in the next three years, yes. including COVID. Yes. To deflect attention away from that, done a couple of things. They've had that disastrous $500 million renovation of their offices. Mm, thank goodness. Uh, which has gone way over budget. And <laughs> I think it's put them in deficit for the first time ever. But then the other thing that they've done is they've done a shake-up. They've done a oh, shake-up. Oh, thank goodness. So it, they're, they're just going to get rid of the Reserve Bank, are they? 
No, no. Are, are they, are, like getting like the groundhog from Groundhog Day to just come out and say whether <laughs> interest rates are going to go up or down with the same degree of accuracy, might I point out, <laughs> as Dr. Philip fucking Lowe has achieved in the past few years. What they're going to do is they're going to work a little less hard because that's that's the main oh. result is they've gone 11 times a year. That's a lot of meetings. Why don't we make it eight? You're not serious. That is honestly true. That's the main result. The, the thing that yeah. was needed yes. to fix the Reserve Bank's oversight of the Australian economy is less <laughs> oversight of the Australian economy. That yeah. is their best idea. Well, is less. In fairness, Dom, they have been doing such a bad job that that less probably is more. What about you know? none? What about <laughs> no meetings at all? They can't do anything about. Oh my God, is that seriously what? Yes, eight it, meetings but, rather than eleven because oh, it was just. But, Getting too onerous, but getting together once a month to set interest rates. <laughs> so, when do the eight meetings? Are they spaced out, or is yeah. it like every six weeks or something? Yeah, once every six weeks. Oh, I think. So, uh, I'm sure that it'll still be on Melbourne Cup Day. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure that's still locked in. But, but I think uh, the, the other interesting aspect of making it only eight times a year mm. is, you know, because you might think from a populist perspective. You know, that's very, you know, lazy. I mean, it doesn't yeah. seem like a good, <laughs> yeah. imp- you know, development. It's, it's sort of indolent. But on the plus side, it is true that, you know how they always hold, you know, $25,000 lunches with the yeah. top end of town after they've jacked up interest Naturally. rates for struggling mortgage holders? Well, I mean, the banks, every time they put interest rates up, the banks make lots mm. of money because they wait a while to pass it on. Yeah. So, yeah. It's like a tip. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like just a, a circular economy. Yeah. That's right. That's what it is. So they go out. To, I mean, literally, a couple of months ago, there's a scandal. He was in Perth, and Philip Lowe went out to a $25,000 lunch straight after the board meeting. I mean, you think, I hope he didn't pay for it himself because he only gets 900 grand a year. He <laughs> yeah, wouldn't be able to afford that. That'd be a huge whack. Uh, but if you think about it, that means that he'll be limited to just eight $25,000 lunches mm, put on by the well, big end of town. No, but hasn't he got more spare days to go on lunches? Um, because yes. if he has off off board meeting lunches, which I presume he does on the other days, yes, he won't. There'll be fewer, you know, responsibilities. Now, Charles, this is the point in the podcast where I have to acknowledge the elephant in the room. Oh, is there an elephant? In the it's room? Philip Lowe. No, he's, oh, right. <laughs> he wants a job. No, the, which is that my grandfather had that job. My oh, grandfather yes, was the Governor Reserve right. Bank. At a time of very little you, con- you, controversy, he, I'd never read anything bad about his job, mm. but he was there during the dismissal, which had quite a lot to do with the, um, banking. the banking side of things. Yes. Well, he was reappointed by Whitlam, having originally been appointed by the Liberals. So mm. I don't know what the deal was, but I just have to mention that because he seemed to do the job without being hated by all of Australia. It was mm. There were different times. Yes. And yet... His grandson, was it, was it your uncle or your... No, my grandfather. Yeah, your grandfather. His grandson has managed to be largely hated by Australian society. No, so maybe... they don't know me. I'm too obscure <laughs> to be yeah. to achieve that. But, no, look, but if they I, did I know you, Dom, I'm, I'm confident they would hate you. Oh, look, I, I, I can say that I'm fairly sure he was not a massive fan of The Chaser, um, <laughs> particularly at the time when we were making fun of his very close friend, John Howard. Anyway, oh, let's move on. Right. We've talked about your severity here. <laughs> Who's, who's a superstar? Yeah. Uh, my grandfather was also a superstar mm. within the very dull world what, of central banking. Why are we related to people so much more successful than ourselves? Like, well, I don't know. I mean, I've, mm. I've had a more fun career than he has, I think. But yeah. um, he, I mean, being a central banker, mm. um, y- yeah. I, he also hated I mean, gambling, so I don't know what the Melbourne Cup 
thing was all about. He was involved in jacking up interest rates, and you're involved in jacking up interest in comedy rates. Some might say the opposite. <laughs> anyway, all right. I just had to acknowledge it because it's weird to talk yeah. to talk about. Like if your if your grandfather had been, I don't know, the the Archbishop of mm. um, let's say Canberra, yes. and we're talking about archbishops, it would be weird for you not to acknowledge that. So you know what I reckon the solution is. Charles, I mean, I, Charles's I, grandfather was that. Obviously, Jim Chalmers has a tough decision to make. Do, Does he? Do I reappoint the most hated man in Australia? To the plum job that runs the economy. I don't know that that's going to be a tough show. I think Jim Chalmers is going to manage to make that mm. decision because if he reappoints Philip Lowe, he will become the most hated man in Australia. But did you see the short list of uh, the other people who is are on there the list? Actually, a short list. Well, the Herald today, the nine newspapers have come out with what they reckon are definite maybes of who is in the room. How running. high up the list right. is Koshi? Oh, well, Koshi's number one, obviously. Um, uh, but I don't think he'll get it. I think he, he's retired. Yeah, she can't get it. He's old. That's, isn't yeah. that why he left Sunrise? Yeah. And yeah. Well, that's that's the speculation. Mm. But if you look at the list, no, he's on the real list. The, Please tell me, gosh, he's not actually on the list to run Australia's economy. And with all due respect, which is not an enormous amount. Well, the thing is, the list is full of people. I've never heard of, right? Like they're just. Well, that's a plus, isn't it? There's just because well, no one had heard of Philip Lowe until he started d- fucking everything up. They're essentially. Senior public servants. They're just, you know, the department secretary and stuff I like mean, that. I'm just trying to find the, the names. It's the very long tradition of the Reserve Bank that the deputy governor gets made the governor. That was what, my, what happened in my grandfather's day and then oh, really? after that. It's really not very – it's also a total boys club. Hmm. So I'm going to – Well, I think it'll be, it'll be a woman. I'll be, yeah, I'll be I'm going to call it now. It's going to be a woman. It'll be a woman. Just because, um, you know, about time and it won't be Philip Lowe because also about time. Back then, they went for seven years and then they fucked off. They didn't – Hang around for three more. This is the thing. So there's a seven-year term and then it's become traditional to appoint them for an extra three years. No, seven's enough. Oh, yeah, especially not, if you're shit. It's not like you've done anything much. So uh, the potential candidates, are, well, there's one in which is Stephen Kennedy, who's the Treasury Secretary, mm-hmm. um, you know, from the Morrison government. I like that uh, we um, yeah. are going through the list. Keep no, listening, it gets better. No, uh, but I'm just saying, Jenny Wilkinson. Well, who, that's a plus female. Who is uh, the first female head of an economic agency, which is the Parliamentary Budget Office. Oh, yeah. Um, and maybe her, her, her husband, David Gruen, who's the head of uh, the, the Gruen transfer. Australian Bureau of Statistics. Uh, is also considered what, to be in the running. A, I want to get to know that yeah. couple and get invited to, to, to dinner parties at their place. Yeah. That but, sounds like a riot. But the funny thing is, imagine that, because you're talking about interest rates, that's a conflict of interest rates. Isn't hey! It? <laughs> yeah. According to this, there's only one woman in the running. So I, I'm I'm willing to lock it in. Is, oh, this, no, is it, there someone else from within the Reserve Bank? Uh, Michelle Bullock, who's the Deputy Governor. Okay, so it'll be Michelle yeah. Bullock. But Except the, that you'd think that a, a new broom mightn't be a bad idea at this point, given that, you know, yeah, um, the Reserve shit. Bank is hated. I've got an idea for, for who should be appointed. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think any senior public servants, especially after the robo-debt inquiry, have any sort of, you know, like... Nobody trusts them anymore. You just think they're a bunch of self-dealing crooks, basically. Yeah, but based on observation. Yeah, yeah. based on observation. Mm. Um, so I reckon they should outsource the job of RBA governor to some sort of consultancy. Well, of course. And there's an obvious choice, here, yes. isn't there? 
There's one consulting firm yes. who you can absolutely guarantee for the next seven years mm. of the next RBA governor's term mm. are not going to be corrupt. Mm. And that consulting firm is PwC. PwC, exactly. There's not a chance. No way. They wouldn't risk it. They wouldn't do it twice. They've almost destroyed their entire business. Yes. But the good thing is I've got some mates at PwC. Oh, nice. I reckon that, you know, if they had a heads up on what the way the interest rates were going to oh, go. shit, yeah. We could just, just give us a little bit of a... Bit of a well, you know what? You I, know. I, I've struggled with my grandfather's legacy in my entire life. So mm. do you reckon I could, like, obviously the, the bar is pretty low. Could I become a PwC partner Yes, in time to be named... Reserve Bank Governor. Pretty sure they'd accept you. Yeah. I mean, they rejected Scott Morrison. Yeah, I know. But... I know. But they offered Ben Robert Smith a job. <laughs> Speaking of which, can we just put a pin in the fact that he's appealing? Yes. Just that, That's a whole episode's <laughs> worth. The grounds of his appeal are fascinating. We'll get to that in the next couple of days. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good idea. Well, you know who I'd pick as Reserve Bank Governor? Oh, who would you pick as Reserve Bank Governor? The barefoot governor? investor Scott Pape. Australia's most trusted financial guru. Oh, really? The barefoot investor. Yes, of course. He would just tell everyone to get an ING account and put their savings in it. That would be much more practical advice than the Reserve Bank governor's ever given anybody. Well, what about Joel Gibson uh, oh. from One Big Switch? Yeah, money maven Joel Gibson. I've interviewed him a bunch of times. We should have him on the podcast. Well, he actually. used to write for The Chaser, didn't he? He's, he used to be yeah. ed- temporary editor of The Chaser. Yes. His work in satire has dropped off, <laughs> But he. Say. But he's he's always for the consumer. He's another trusted you know, yes, consumer exactly. advocate. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's full of homespun tips on on cheaper insurance. I mean, Joel Joel is a funny guy. Like this is yes. the thing you don't get from his media. No. He's actually a very witty man. I don't know how mm. he got into this particular alley of enormous success. What about Hughesy? Dave Hughes? Because he he always has opinions on everything. Well, he's, yes, he does. He also <laughs> remember that time he bought the the block house without um, yeah. Consulting his, consulting his wife. wife. So yeah. he knows what it's like to fuck up your housing <laughs> in a way that most very rich, successful people don't know. Yeah. What about somebody who isn't involved in the Australian property market so mm-hmm. that there's no conflict of interest? Uh, like me. Well, I'm, yes, exactly. Somebody who rents. Yeah, a renter. Get a renter yeah, in Yeah, get Max Chandler Mather. Or you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if um, I, I think Alex Carey. I think Alex Carey has the kind of chutzpah, thinking outside the box. Yes. But uh, we want someone who's not going to completely break the rules. But. But basically fuck people over. Yeah. In a fairly major way. Like, you know, I'm fully yeah. team Carey. He did what he had to do. Yeah. We want someone who's going to basically run out the boomers. That's I'd, what I want. Someone who's going to throw down the wicket of all the fucking boomer property owners in this country. That's what I'm after. That's what I'm after. Well, what about, what about, yeah, okay. We haven't named well, any women, by the way. Yeah, we've got to we've got to be, well, Elise Perry. She could do it. Yeah, she can do anything. Yeah, she's a, she's an Australian well, soccer a, a, representative a, and cricket representative. If you're talking about anyone, somebody who can do anything, absolutely anything, yeah. Ash Barty is your woman. Ash Barty. Ash Barty should be the next Reserve Bank governor. Imagine how popular that would be. Well, she's just had a kid. Yes, which means she understands the pain felt by most Australian parents yeah. of young children. But it's going to be fantastic. But also, it means that she would be wanting to have an excuse to get away from the kid. Oh yeah, that's true actually. Uh, and know. it's only eight fucking meetings a year. Ash could do it with her yes. eyes closed. That'd it, be very good. It actually suits somebody on part-time work who wants to sort of. Mm. 
It's like a sort of two-day-a-week job. Well, not even that. You know Two-day a month. You know someone who's a very hard worker with a point to prove? I am. Gladys Berejiklian. She's, <laughs> she really has a point. She really, like, yes. if you take the argument that she didn't make any money out of out of Daryl mm. and just had all that reputational um, chaos and, and yes. I don't know, it was called corruption by IK. Is it really mm. corruption? The body that calls things corruption says that it was. Mm. But anyway, she disputed. She would be on her best behaviour, wouldn't she, if given another chance? you put Gladys in there? Wouldn't she just tell her partner? Her new partner. Yeah, who, whoever, you know, the information. Like, yeah. And then go, oh, it's just a love stroke. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I lost my heart. I wanted to marry <laughs> that person. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe she'll just work for PwC. So. Well, actually, yeah. she and Ash Barty have one thing in common. Yeah. They work for Optus. They oh, both really? work for Optus, which oh. is, um, yeah. I must say, uh, even Gladys, mm. who I must, you know, there's there's are the ethical problems with Gladys, clearly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But she's still one of the the most positive things you can say about Optus. <laughs> I mean, as an Optus customer, the <laughs> Gladys works there. Yeah, it yes. go. It it. What it tells me is that some of the time it's quite competent. I mean, maybe you do want someone from Optus running the Reserve Bank. Oh yeah, because then you know they'd make it as you can put up interest rates. But no one would find out about it. It wouldn't happen. Because yeah. it wouldn't happen because they'd be so incompetent. And mm. and it just, you know, you would, they wouldn't be able to make it happen. Also, yeah. um, the RBA yeah. prints money, you might recall. Yes. So, and the RBA governor signs the banknotes. Mm. So giving Gladys control of the money supply, <laughs> I should actually get Daryl back. <laughs> I reckon Daryl would come crawling back. <laughs> Well, I think then the main criteria, though, based on signing the money, mm. you want someone with a really cool signature. Like, That's true. It actually. should be an artist. It should be. Well, your brother's an artist. Yeah, Does he, he have a cool signature? No, or an artist? Fairly. An architect. You know how architects, oh, architects have, have the best signature. Really yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, my sister in law would be good. She's handwriting. Yeah. Um, well, my grandfather's signature was pretty cool. I what? don't know. It was much better than mine. What about Ken Doan? Is he still oh, around? Yes, he could design the notes. <laughs> he could as design well. the notes. Actually, <laughs> it's surprising, given how technicolor and, and gross they are, it's surprising mm. he hasn't done it he before. He hasn't done it. Yeah. Mm. What a lot of good ideas we've had. <laughs> Well, Charles, I feel like um, we've managed to to string out a whole episode <laughs> on the Reserve Bank, which I found more e- enjoyable than I was expecting. So there you go. If I was Philip Lowe, yes. I'd just have to say, and I mean this in the most supportive way possibly, I'd be getting my CV ready and perhaps making a few inquiries. Mm. I, I wouldn't be relying on the thought of it being reappointed. To well, the actually, Dom, I've got a little bit of news, a bit of an announcement. Oh, really? Which is I'm very proud to announce, and this is still just, it's still secret. Until right, okay. Well, mentioning it on this podcast is a great way to stop information from circulating. (laughs) Which is the new head of the chaser is going to be none other than Philip Lowe. Oh, wow. Yes. We brought him on. He's only going to come in eight times a year. Yeah. But uh, he's going to run the whole thing. I think that's good. I I think he'll make such terrible decisions Mm. that it will be extremely funny. I think that's that's (laughs) a great appointment. I I honestly couldn't think of anyone better except possibly Koshy. Our gear is from Road. We are part of the Iconoclast Network. Get you tomorrow. Yeah. Sorry, Grandpa. Love you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.